This is the Monoology Podcast. Monroe County, Ohio is my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Good morning, Mike. Good Wake morning. Up. Wake up. Yes. All right. Busy, fun day today. We have uh, joining us a little later in the studio here is going to be Mark Johnson, local artist. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, writer of the little ditty here at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. and at the end. And uh, creator of Beck and Joey. So that'll be fun. He's a fun guy. Not a fungus, a fun guy. So, Mike, just wanted to... Um, first, I wanted to share... Um, Morrow County lost uh, uh, has lost many folks recently. Yes. And yeah. just one that has you know really touched me is the loss of uh, Rosemary Brown. Um, I had the... Although it was sad, it was the pleasure... To privilege, privilege, um, to provide uh, sound for her outdoor celebration of life. Uh, last Which was Sunday. a beautiful, beautiful day, and that setting you had the the cornfield around and, yes. and the church where she attended most of her life, yes. right next door, and her family and yeah. and and many like there were a lot of people there. There oh, must yeah. have been, I bet there was every bit of sixty people. There. She touched a lot of lives. Oh, I mean, after 94 years, I can only imagine how many lives you've touched, you know? And uh, that contagious laugh. Oh, that laugh. I will um, I will miss that laugh for sure. So, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers continue to go out to uh, Rosemary's family. And, um, and uh, you know, we'll move on here. Uh, it, it's going to be hard, but it's okay. She had 94 years. Not everybody gets that many years. No, that's for sure. So... Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, coming up here um, this week, by the way, wanted to let everyone know we did cancel the variety show from our little theater. Oh. It was beyond our control. So many different uh, things happened. It was just not going to be feasible, and I could not guarantee a good quality. I understand. Nor a show long enough for okay. you to even well, drive in. Okay, well, the proceeds in. from that were going to go towards these mics that you're wanting, correct? Yeah, so we um, were we were going to yeah use the money to help purchase microphones. Well, why can't we use this platform to maybe tell people uh, what you need the mics for, um, how much the mics are, and, and maybe somebody out there will um, yeah. you know, contribute to... To the buying of these microphones. All right. So, um, you know, prior to COVID and uh, more so since COVID, we've been spacing chairs out, you know, uh, and we've been using like Mount Gilead schools. We've used the fairgrounds. Um, that's just for MLT. But we also, Mike, have gone into Mount Gilead to help them with uh, producing their shows, their high school um, uh, theater shows. We've also gone to Gilead Christian School now mm-hmm. to help them with their shows. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we have been asked to do other things in the community, and unfortunately, we don't have the sound equipment to do that. When I say sound equipment, I mean the microphones. Right. What we need is 24 wireless microphones. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot, but based on what we need to really take care of them and make sure that they're safe because we are nomadic, that means that we need $919 per microphone. Wow. And we need 24 of those. So the total cost is uh, with the discount, which we were able to receive, and working with a local gentleman who grew up here, who now works at a, um, a nationally known company, he was able to get us a really good deal. So $919 a piece for each mic. 
It's $22,046 and some change. Okay. So how many have you gotten so far? So we've gotten commitments so far to pay for five of them fully. Okay. So far, five okay. of them. Um, and some of the board members are going to hear this and they, they don't know that yet. Uh, we have officially have money for three and we've had commitments for five. Um, uh, you know, to bring that total to five. So I, I fully believe we're going to be able to, to make that happen. Um, so if anyone is out uh, that's listening and is interested, um, you know, anything that you can give is anything that we didn't have before. Um, but one microphone is $919 a piece. Um, and what we're doing is we're actually throwing it in. So if you donate to this, you actually get in on the membership or the partnership, depending on how you, um, you know, how if you're going to do it as a, as a person. So you can buy one in honor of someone or in memory of someone. Okay. And, and where do people, uh, uh, what's the best way to get that money to you? Yeah, so the best way is probably to just mail it, snail mail it to P.O. Box 86, Mount Gilead, Ohio. And that's Mar Little Theater's uh, P.O. Box. The other way you could do it is look for our board members. So Jamie Brucker, myself, Jamie Zeger, Bethany Barton, uh, Laura Wick, um, Seth Jackson. Going through my head here, trying to figure out. Scott is and, and Wayne are out of town. Um, so you know, there's just a handful of folks that you know just hand you know hand it to them. Make sure that um, we know who is from though. We want, we want to be able to give you credit for that, you know, and, and be able to send you a thank you um, for that. So anything is, is um, better than nothing, even if it's, you know, $5. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking at a way, I know some people have said, well, I can't give you all of it up front, but could I make a payment to you or something? And we're looking at ways to be able to do that uh, instead of you having to manually write a check every month. Um, or to give us a, an envelope every month. So we're looking at multiple revenue um, stream input streams, uh, just because you know there's there's lots of questions around that. So well, I appreciate you asking about that. Well, Mike. sure. Uh, the Mara Little Theater, uh, and we had talked a little bit earlier about uh, how they're branching out and doing different things. They are a very very um, a much needed part of our community and. Uh, we need to do our support, what we can to support them. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're certainly a, a good place to talk about them. Well, I appreciate it. And, you know, another group that needs some support right now is EMS. And I say that not because they necessarily need support, but because, Mike, they're having a flea market on October 2nd. That's right. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. On October 2nd, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. downtown, at uh, right across from the fairgrounds there at their station, they're the having... The old C&D Chevrolet. The old C&D Chevrolet. Uh, at 140 South Main Street in Mount Gilead, from 10 to 5, they're having a flea market. Uh, they need vendors. You get a 10 by 10 space, $25 for each vendor. Uh, must be prepared. It's first come, first serve, and they're only allowing up to 40. If you have any um, questions, comments, or if you want to reserve a spot, you need to contact Jess Spears at 419-834-5389 or Amanda Rex at 419-673-5986. Uh, to get that information there. Um, 
you know, flea markets, sometimes you can get some really good doggone deals at flea markets. You know, you really can. So that is going to be on uh, October 2nd. And then, Mike, did you have something you wanted to share? Oh, yes. <laughs> you were talking about flea markets. I'm sorry, I started ditching. Yeah. Um, a week from, well, this coming uh, Sunday, October 3rd, will be the 6th annual Cemetery Walk at the Glendale Cemetery in Cardington. Oh, when is that again? Uh, October 3rd. Okay. This coming Sunday. Uh, I will be a, uh, a guide in that. And um, I'll name some of the folks that will be participating. We'll be uh, enacting, reenacting some of the folks. Uh, Walter Lawfer will be... Uh, uh, portrayed or his wife will be portrayed by Donna Carver, his wife Millie. Um, Steve Maseko Sr. will be portrayed by his grandson Monty Maseko. Uh, Virgil Shaw will be portrayed by Pat Druard. Uh, Harry Curl will be portrayed by Gene Gumpf. Art Kinsel will be portrayed by Wes Goodman. And there is a suggested, do suggested donation of $5 that will be used towards purchasing a display case for the collection of research data on the Civil War monument, uh, refreshments will be provided by Lisa Brake, a realtor with Remax Town Center. So that, again, will be Sunday, October 3rd from 2 to 4 at the Glendale Cemetery in Cardington. Yep, and you can find that information on Facebook at the um, Friends of Cardington page. That is correct, yes. Yep, uh, I just happened to see that as I was scrolling through here, and I thought I'd call that out. Um, so here's an event that is next Friday night, Mike, and it's called Campfire 2001 at Camp. Do you know where they're talking? No, well, no I guess I haven't heard about that one. It's Flying Horse Farms okay, out on okay, 95. Okay. It's uh, 5260 State Route 95 in Mount Gilead. It says, celebrate 10 years of camp healing, fun, and magical camper moments. This upscale camp event will include live music from Ramey, a self-guided tour, signature cocktails, that I mean that right there just sold me, and gourmet camp bites, all topped with s'mores galore and the biggest smile you'll have all year. The event will also include the presentation of Flying Horse Farms inaugural Firestarter Awards honor Drs. Uh, Pat Agastia. Agast, I, I totally butchered that. And Dr. Jerry Boyle. Okay. Um, we could all use a dose of joy right now. Oh, I see what they did there. Talked about doctors, then we could all use a dose of joy. Oh, okay. I get it, yeah. Yes. Come uh, to where the camp, <laughs> come to where camp is good medicine. Another one in there. So that is Friday, October 1st from 6 to 10 p.m., they're at Flying Horse Farms, and uh, we went to their lights show last year. Mm -hmm. It was nice, um, and that's the that was the first time I had been there uh, since it was built. So that's that was pretty cool. Well, that is a, a place that's known nationwide. I mean, it's a it's a pretty big deal for um, um, Mara County uh, kids that have sicknesses that you know probably will not be cured um, can come there and. Uh, uh, quite a quite a deal. Uh, the ladies that uh, have the quilting guild here in Morrow County provide little comfort quilts to give to each of those folks out uh, that attend. So that's uh, that's a big deal. 
I think that is, you know, uh, it takes a special person to be in healthcare. It takes an even more special person to care for sick children, I think. Okay. I hate it when my kids are sick, and I can't imagine yeah. um, doing that full-time. I can, uh, yeah, I can only imagine that. Uh, there are a couple of other things on the Friends of Cardigan here I'd like to share. You go for it. Um, and I'm going to read this one. We are thrilled to see Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America coming to Cardigan. This is one of the premier adult youth men mentoring programs in the nation. We highly encourage you to get involved and discover the ways that mentoring, healthy relationships, and positive influences can have on the entire Cardington community. And um, you can read more about that on the uh, Friends of Cardington. And this past week, they had the official <laughs> celebration and ribbon cutting for the Maxwell Park there in Cardington. Oh, okay. So um, a lot of things going on down there in the Cardington area. So kudos to those folks for all the things that they're doing. All right. Um, what else? Anything else down there? Um, uh, right I'm, now, no. I know they're looking to reschedule their Art and Whites, oh, Art and Wine Festival. Um, so I'll be looking forward to that. Um, you know, Mike, we do have elections coming up in November. Yes, we do. Uh, there, I've heard that there are five levies on the ballot, and uh, Mike and I are going to bring those to all of you as listeners, and hopefully we can get somebody from each one of them to be on to kind of share what it's about. Um, just wanted to let you know, not for this election, but starting in the spring and then going through 2022... Uh, there will be a commissioner's uh, opening, uh, an election for commissioner as Tom Whiston's commission, commissioner's seat will go up for election. Um, his term ends at the end of 2022. Uh, Tom Elkin, who is judge of the Common Police Court, his term will end on December 31st of 2022. Um, let's see here. Who else? That's it as far as county. So just those two it looks like. And then there's several in 2023 and 2025. Um, so that's those. And then there are lots of um, school board seats and uh, I think even a couple uh, township seats that'll be up. Uh, you know, um, there's lots of townships here. So just this year, Randy Steck and Enoch Adkins for Bennington Township, their term is up after this year, or it's up for re-election. Cannon Township, Ed Sayers and um, Matt Carwell, their term is up. Cardington Township, you have Brandon Strain, his term is up, and Michael Patterson, his term is up. Chester Township, Anthony Schaefer and Larry Squires, their term is up. Congress Township, you have Tim Hack and Glade Batchelder. Their term will be up this year. Uh, Franklin Township, Steve Kid Kidwell and Dan May. Their um, terms are up at the end of this year. Gilead Township, Clyde Collinber and David Lewis. Their terms are up. Harmony Township, John Pennington and Larry Coleman. Their terms are up. Lincoln Township, you have Terry Pearl and Robert Brandom. Their turn, uh, terms are up. Daniel Meadows and Corey Miller of North Bloomfield Township, their terms are up. For Perry Township, Jacob Meadows and Raymond Meadows, their terms are up. Peru Township, you have Charles Lynn and Frank Darst, 
their terms are up. South Bloomfield Township, you have uh, Robbie Lloyd and Eugene Linkos. Their terms are up. Uh, Troy Township, you have Timothy Rainey and David Baker. Their terms are up. Washington Township, you have David Burt and Robert Kochman. I think is how you say it. Um, their terms are up. And then for Westfield Township, you have Rosalie Warnstaff and um, Alwain Dreyer. Their term, um, terms are up. That is just the county trustees. Uh, for school boards, you have... Um, for school boards, you're going to have for Cardington, Pat, uh, Patricia Clark and Matt Myers. Their terms are up. For Highland... You have Kathy Belcher, Eric Thacker, and Wayne Hinkle. Their terms are up. Mount Gilead, you have Mike Sayers and Denny West, as well as Matt Griffith. Their terms are up. And then for Northmore, you have uh, Louis Cortez, Carolyn Beal, and Carlisle Smith. Their terms are up. So that is uh, the school board's. And then we'll uh, talk through village elected officials next week on the podcast of whose terms are up. And we'll also try to get you guys some information on who is up. The election, I believe, is November... What was that date? I can't remember what that date was now. Okay, it's, it's always the second uh, Tuesday end of the month, correct? Yes. And early voting begins October 5th. And you have to register by October 4th to be able to vote in this election. So you have, what is the date there? November 9th. The first Tuesday after the, no, the second Tuesday. How how does that go? (laughs) I'm all confused now. Well, we'll work that out by next week. (laughs) We'll do some research on that. All right, so remember, October 4th is the deadline to register to vote for the November 2021 election, and early voting starts then the next day on October 5th. This week's Morrow County Flashback, brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. All right, Mike, where are you taking us this week on the Flashback? Well, we're going back quite a ways, uh, further than anybody alive remembers, talking about the mound builders in Morrow County. Oh, and what I I'm didn't reading... even know we had mound builders in Morrow County. Yes, we did. Like, I thought it was all down towards, like, Licking County. Oh, they were in this area. Uh, there was quite a bit of uh, Indian activity in our area. Um, what I'm reading will be from a book called Lest We Forget, uh, Vignettes of Morrow County, written by Charles Mosier, and this particular article does not have an author's name, so I'm presuming that Mr. Mosier wrote it, but I'm going to read it as written. The mound builders are a mystery to this day. The remains of their works constitute the most fascinating class of antiquities found in the United States. Their ruins... Um, antedate the most ancient records of people in this country, but no extant tradition can furnish any reliable account of who they were. The traces of their existence here suggest villages, altars, temples, idols, burials, camps, and fortifications. In the Valley of the Ohio alone, they left 10,000 of these earthen piles with the greatest concentration of them in what became Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, and Missouri. Their artifacts and burials were found throughout the area, especially along the river courses. 
In Ohio, the most elaborate mounds were found at the mouth of the Muskingum on Licking River at near Newark, at Circleville on the Scioto, and on Paint Creek near Chillicothe. In the counties uh, through which these rivers flow, more than a thousand mounds have been located. The last of the mound building cultures was the remarkable Hopewell, who built large earthen mounds along the Scioto River in southern Ohio, some covering 100 acres. The archaic culture gave way to the early woodland period of about 500 BC to 400 AD. By 550 AD, the Hopewells had disappeared without a trace. These cultures left no evidence of an alphabet or hieroglyphics or any proof that they used domestic animals for tilling the soil or erecting the imposing earthworks. In Morrow County, traces of these early people were abundant when the first settlers arrived. Even though the Indians then living here had no tradition connecting them to the mound builders, they left their burial grounds undisturbed. Three of these mounds were found in the Chesterville area. One was located near the old schoolhouse and was plowed down in 1837 to fill the hole undoubtedly left when it was built. At about uh, two feet above ground level, a quantity of greasy muck was uncovered that had a strong rancid smell, but no bones were found. Pat Ebersall suggests that one of the mounds was on the present site of the Sellover Library on the square at Chesterville. Material from the mound was used to make brick when the hotel was built in 1829. While digging, a large human, while digging, a large human skeleton was found with a, a uh, jawbone that fitted easily over that of a citizen who was remarkable uh, for his large jaw. A local physician examined the cranium and found it to be proportionally large with more teeth than the white race of today. <clears throat> One artifact from the digging was a mortar holding about half a pint made of blue clay. It was kept in the bar room of the hotel but disappeared long ago. There was also a small mound west of the village surrounded by trench. In Troy Township, a circular mound about 25 feet in diameter was situated in Section 7. In Canaan Township, there were two mounds connected by an embankment, evidently a fortification. Farming obliterated it. The 1880 history uses present tense to describe a mound in the northeast corner of Washington Township. It is conical-shaped mound about 20 feet high, with a circular base covering upward of a quarter of an acre. Near it is a horseshoe-shaped fortification some two and a half feet high, enclosing an area of about a quarter of an acre. The 1880 history also describes the remains of a different kind of mound located in the southern part of Lincoln Township. It was a cone about 60 feet in diameter in the center of a circle of about 120 feet in diameter. T.C. Kennard and E.G. Emery hired workmen to dig into the cone. In the center was a circular wall made of loosely laid freestone. On the outer side of this was the dirt taken from the surrounding trench. The space within was filled with clay foreign to the area. A quantity of charcoal and ashes was found, but no bones or relics except a, frag a fragment of metal that uh, disintegrated upon exposure to air. 
The earth wall encircling the mound contained more material than what was excavated from the trench at its base. Growing on the mound was a large ash tree that was cut down, 240 um, concentric rings were counted, showing that the mound was older than that. Sadly, little evidence remains today of the mound builder's culture except for artifacts avidly sought in newly plowed fields. So the mound builders apparently were in this area. Sounds like they were busy in this area. Yes, they were. Wow. Yes. But you know what they say about mounds. Sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. And that is your pun for the week, folks. <laughs> All right, Mike, so we've got a guest here today. Yes, we do. It's been a while since we've had a guest. Um, so, Mark Johnson, welcome. Hey, thank you, Joey. Mike. So, uh, most of you might know or remember if you uh, listen to the show, Mark is a local artist, and actually that fun little ditty at the beginning and end of the show was written by Mark. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had the, I guess, pleasure, I guess I could say, of being in yeah. school with, uh, well, all three of your kids, actually. Right. Well, three, and then I had Christine as a student when I was back in the band, doing stuff with the band. Right, um, right. Which I haven't seen her in a while, so tell her I said hi. Um, so we wanted to bring uh, Mark in today and uh, just talk about Mark and who Mark is and what Mark does. Like, what don't you do probably would be a shorter list. <laughs> it's nice of you. I've seen some Harry you. Potter wands and yeah, all I'm kinds a, of fun stuff. I'm a nerd, so I've got the... Well, we've got a, My wife and I both, Melissa, we have a huge collection of uh, nerdish things. Wands. Uh, um, I also, like you mentioned, I make wands, mm -hmm. not just the Harry Potter ones, but um, am I okay here? You're good, you're good. And um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just, I'm like a, I'm not sure what I am. I, I, I You're not a mudblood. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll cry if you call me that. <laughs> no, um, I, I hesitate. I, I said nerd, but. Um, You're an artist. I'm that's an artist. artist. I'm, and I'm kind some of artists could be classified as nerds, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the, the 50s where you were a, a square. You know, no. Right. Everybody has unique talents, and you obviously were blessed with several. Thank you, Joey. It's really sweet. Thank you. Well, I, I can be nice every now and then. Don't tell my wife. No, never. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about music first. Okay. How did you get into music? What was uh, What was the start for you? Um, my family, on my mom's side, very, very musical. Um, she played piano. Uh, she sung like an angel. My sisters, very, uh, nobody really got into it other than my brother and I. But at home, that was a very typical thing to, to hear the piano going or on vacations. Um, my sisters and my mom and I would sing these little harmony parts to songs that while we were going along down the road. And um, so I think it's... So you were one of those mom. families. Yeah. One of those singing families in the car. Okay. Yeah. Very early age. We had a piano, an old, old stand. I'm not, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's a, an upright mm -hmm. down in the basement. Mm -hmm. and Or the rec room, as they called it in the 70s. Uh, and uh, we'd go down there and mess around on it, play some 
boogie woogie as it was called back then. I'm not sure what that means. Boogie woogie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So it's my mom's side. Yeah. Nice. Um, So you got a question for Mike? Kind of take turns so I don't Um, know. Well, as far as music, no. I have have a question or two about uh, Joey and Beck Beck and Joey. Sure. When we get there. Go for it. So I didn't know how... uh, how you were this is a free for all. Okay, um, okay. It's Beck and Joey, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Beck and not Joey and Beck. And he named, was, he named Joey after me. Right. I wondered about that. Okay, I, that. I say that, but I don't think that's the case. <laughs> and that was my question: was Was there an inspiration for the names of of Beck and Joey? You know what? That's a good question, Mike. Because I don't know of any. I don't personally know any other Joeys than this Joey right here, Joey Powell. So I don't know. I can't say I was uh, consciously naming Joey after him, but I don't know where the name came from. Or, or were you thinking about kangaroos down in Australia? That's, that's what it was. That's what it was. It was. It was a hopping good name. Yeah. yeah. Oh. See, three? I had already apologized to you before we started. Yeah. Yeah. That's number three so far. So. Yeah. Your audience missed out on one and two. We're talking about the puns, I guess, right? Oh, well, we will do a pun of the the week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I did one last week. Okay. Um, so we'll do a pun of the week this week. Yeah. Okay, well, we, we talked about Joey. Now, yeah. Beck, were, any inspiration for that name, or did it just pop into your head? Uh, I, it came from the artist Beck, um, although I, I didn't name him after Beck. Um, but I think that's where the name came from. I just thought it was a, a night. It flowed well together, Beck and Joey. Um, and I tend, sometimes, I'll go forever just debating my choices. I mean, I will just scrutinize it beyond what I should. And with this one, I didn't. I just said, Beck and Joey, okay. And went with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, fun, and unfortunately. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of a fun name, actually, both yeah. of them. Um, and uh, is there any place other than the Internet where you can where we can see the uh, Beck and Joey um, cartoons? That'd be my art studio. <laughs> That's okay. Um, no, I, I've done a lot of um, uh, work outside of Beck and Joey right now is just in its beginning stages. I'm trying to very gently um, get it out there so that when it comes time to move to something that's more financial, it will be something recognizable. Um, But I'm really enjoying doing it uh, just on the internet. Just Facebook is really, well, I guess YouTube, there's a couple little things, not much. Oh, okay. We didn't know about that. We're moving in that direction. I say we, I mean Beck and Joey. I don't don't know why I say we, actually. Were those two take you on the trip? They do. They're part of it. My problem is, the only only place I look at uh, uh, Beck and Joey is on my phone, and sometimes I can't read the little writing. (laughs) You know, I've had that that point brought to my attention, and I've never fixed it. Um, I I think what I'm going to do about that is start putting the captions... In the written part of uh, the Facebook, what do you call that? The, uh, the actual you, like message portion? Yeah, the yeah, message, message portion. Because I'm always on my computer and I'm doing this stuff. And sometimes I write it very, very small to fit things in. And unfortunately, that doesn't work for phone people. So I need to get on that. Well, I appreciate that you've looked at them, though, Mike. Almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, are there any other places where we can see your artwork that, uh, you know, you've, you've used your talents? There's, I don't, it'd be hard to find, but I've done some murals. Um, I'm sure some of them are gone by now. 
in Delaware, I did some murals, um, some pretty big ones, uh, but the business has gone under since then. Hopefully not because of me. But <laughs> yeah, the murals. That, the murals that's took what them out. Did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. <laughs> no, and then... They, uh, they were demuralized. <laughs> Four, but I laughed too hard at that one. Yeah, there's... Um, I've done some uh, books, um, and uh, like Marion Star has... I had a front page with Marion Star, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a political cartoon that I don't do very often at all, because I just don't... I'm not a very... I don't want to, I don't like upsetting people. So my political ideas I keep to myself usually, but it was decent. Uh, you know, in the Marion Star, that's decent front page. Mm-hmm. It was like a, I think they call it a quarter page, something like that. So it took up, if you folded the paper in half, it would be half of that. Okay. Yeah, and uh, back when they had newspapers. And um, what else have I done, Melissa? You know anything? Done a ton of freelance art. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Photos and. A lot of logos. And I started, uh, one of the first things I did was for an a oil company. It was called Blue Devil. And um, a friend from high school asked me to do it. And uh, that was went all around the, the States. So that was like a really good feeling. Wow. Now, didn't get paid much. But yeah. I didn't care. Well, if you don't care about getting paid, you know, I have a, a community theater that could always use painters. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, that's, <laughs> if I could get out of the house more often. I, I think that's I, mean, I am willing to bring stuff to you as well. Really? <laughs> if you are, I can show you plug here. <laughs> You're gonna Melissa's gonna come home and I build a huge thirty by fifteen set on your on your driveway. <laughs> You're gonna have to park in the yard or at the neighbor's house. Another day and night. No, I'd be interesting to do that, Joey. Um so what uh, what's the future hold for you? Like what you know? What is the what are the you know maybe for Beck and Joey or for I know you've done um, a lot of musical work. You've been in several bands. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe my senior year was it my senior year or junior year? You guys might have played at prom yeah, or something. Yeah. Dane, I was in a band with my son Dane. Yeah, and we played for the prom or after prom. Um, yeah, I'm continually doing music. I put that on YouTube and, and Facebook. A future. I'm going to try to get a YouTube thing going for Beck and Joey, which hopefully will become, is it called monetized? Is mm-hmm. financial stuff coming yeah. out of it? I'm not real good with algorithms and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I failed math too. <laughs> oh, I was terrible in math. <laughs> it makes three of us. I had Wayne Awe as a teacher. Who? Wayne Awe. Okay. I'm hoping that he is listening to yeah. this. <laughs> so, anyway. So I'm hoping to get that going, you know, uh, and, and do some of that. And, and uh, Yeah, that's really the, the kind of future back in Joey, at least. Yeah, well, all right. So um, what would be one thing as an artist that you think that uh, everyone should know, whether they are an artist or that maybe they're like, you know, I think I could paint. So have you ever heard of uh, Andrew Wyeth? Oh, yeah. Christina's World, yeah. Uh, one of his most famous paintings. So, mm-hmm. all the Wyeths are related to the United States. Every one of them. They've been traced back to Sussex, England. And um, so, my mom is a Wyeth. Oh. Yes. So, we've been able to trace that back. Well, I can mess up a stick figure, but I still got some of the artistic brain of, mm-hmm. you know, being able to look at something and I can envision it. 
my wife can't do that. She has yeah. to physically see something. And I think that's kind of interesting to call out. So what would be something that you would tell somebody who maybe is like, you know, maybe I want to try painting or maybe I want to try theater. Maybe I want to try poetry. Maybe I want to, you know, like what would be something other than just do it? Right. What would right. be something, you know, like what would be that driver for you that you think? I, I, I spent a few years teaching uh, K through eight um, in, the, in the school system. And the, what I saw that was kind of sad was, was those people that felt they couldn't do these things. And I think, number one, it's because uh, they expect certain things from it, and that's usually the, the photorealism. They think, well, it's got to look like this guy's or that uh, woman's. Or, and uh, so that's the number one thing I'd say to anybody who's wanting to do it is be willing to accept that you've got your own thing going and don't think it has to be anybody else's style or anybody else's concepts because that in the, my brother Michael Johnson amazing uh, digital painter and other things also um, he he said you find what you can't do and you focus on that and that becomes really not it becomes better of course but also it becomes your thing because no one else is doing that so that's one and the other thing is if you can't draw a straight line don't worry about it that's why we have rulers I used to tell my kids that all the time but the, the last thing is, if you want to draw, realistically at least, would be don't draw what you know. you got to get out of your head because reality has a lot of illusions in it. And, for example, we know that a cup, like this coffee cup here, has a circular top. It's flat on the bottom so it can sit on something without rolling. And uh, then you got the two sides. When we go to draw that, we use our knowledge. We draw two straight lines for the sides, a circle for the top, and usually us beginners will draw a flat line from the bottom so it doesn't roll. But reality, if you were to actually look at it, you can see the circle on the top, or oval possibly, the sides, and the top, or the bottom is also rounded to match the top. It goes against our thinking to see that on paper because why would we have a curved bottom on something that's sitting on a flat surface? So you really have to just Focus on what you're seeing, and I can remember as a, as a like seven or eight year old thinking, why can't people draw this stuff? And I think the reason is, as young people, we're we're kind of drawing what we know instead of what we see. So to do realistic stuff, that's the key. I think draw what you what you can see. And the last thing I said, the last thing, but I, I do need to add this is basically just do what it is you feel you want to do. Don't worry about anything else. Just experiment. Play with it. And do not expect it to be like anybody else's. Just make it your own. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. All right, Mike, last question. Your turn. Oh, last question. You're on the spot. As, as far as uh, artistic abilities myself, the only thing I can draw is flies. So, um, <laughs> uh, that is two-thirds of a pun. P-U. <laughs> see? see what I did? I yeah. punned off of his pun. You guys are punning. We're punny. Yeah, you're punny. Jeez, <laughs> okay. So, Mark, are there any plans of possibly taking uh, Beck and Joey and syndicating it and putting it in um, publications? I would love to do that. Uh, I, I've uh, lately I've been procrast procrastinating. Um, I've talked to my wife about maybe moving into some type of newspaper or something like that. But also, I want to do a. I've been doing this for like maybe two years, maybe. So 
I think it's time it might might move into like a, a best of type situation. Okay. There are best of Joey's and Beck and Joey's. But yeah, I would like to put together a, a collection of the best ones that I think are funny and artistically satisfying to me and, and put it out there for people to maybe purchase. That's as far as I've mm -hmm. gone. Uh, I've been kind of easy on myself lately. I, I've had a few situations and I'm kind of not going at things like I used to. Well, I mean, that's completely understandable. So, yeah, All right, well, um, ladies and gentlemen, that is Mark Johnson, writer of the little ditty at the beginning and at the end. Thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Love the song. And then I added my kids' voices in that there. That was nice, nice input. Um, really nice. And then uh, also uh, creator of Beck and Joey, or maybe Beck and Joey created you. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, I see. Mm. Yeah, you're wrong, Joe Powell. Anyway, um, well, thanks for being on the show, and uh, yeah. we look forward to hearing, even though sometimes I forget to throw that plug in there, and I apologize, um, but we, I do look at Beck and Joey every week. I, I, just I appreciate that. I find really it interesting. Do. I had to explain one, because at first I didn't get it, and then I had to really think about it, and it was quite thought-provoking. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think I understand this, and I had to learn to understand it, which was a very nice draw, so. I appreciate that. Some of them are like that. And yeah. I, I think maybe I'm the only one that gets them, but. I no, still you're not. And, yeah, so Mike and I were talking about one one day, so. All right, Mark Johnson, thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Joey.